This is episode 309, Jaws, from 1975. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And this episode is brought to you by Ripton. Their Shark X fishing drone, waterproof drone with camera for fishing, is has a 24-minute max flight time, 12 meters per second wind resistance, and 1-kilometer max range. Shout out to Ripton. Well, shout out to Ripton. I was wondering if we were going to have a Shark X sponsor, and the company's not Shark X, but the product is Shark X. So, shout out to Ripton, and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. If you're listening on the main feed, happy 4th of July. We are here talking about the greatest 4th of July movie that's ever been made. And True. with us tonight, we have the host of Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, the internet's foremost expert on shark cinema. And unless he was just being kind to me, I can't believe that no one has ever called him this. With us today, we have Mark Shark Hoffmeyer. Hello, Mark. <laughs> you know, I love uh, before starting this episode, we all just got on. We like, hey guys, how's it going? We all just chat a little bit, then we jumped into the episode. I've been on enough with you guys now that we just kind of jump on, and there's like, it's chill, it's nice, yeah, super chill. Yeah, I've been recording with you guys for a while now. We just started, we just it's- chatted, then we jumped into it. It's nice. I like being an old pro with you guys. <laughs> you are a fan favorite. I will say main super feed, fan favorite. Main, yeah. main feed fan favorite. <laughs> Shark Hoffmeyer. Hey, and listen, you, you guys are two of my favorites, and this is my favorite movie. It's film. This is my favorite film. Deep Blue Sea is my favorite movie. Film. Uh, film. And Shark in Venice is my favorite flick. So it's it's I'm I'm honored. I got two cool podcasters and I get to talk about a movie that I never I never dare talk about, Jaws. I never my favorite movie. It's one like I think the beauty of Too Fast is that there are pit stops we can basically do any movie that we want. And there's movies like, you know, whether a patron picks one, like Brian just talked about Armageddon on the Patreon that he's always wanted to talk about. Like, it doesn't really fit anywhere. And this is one of my favorite movies. I don't know if I have an answer to my favorite movie, but like, or film. If I were serious about it, this would definitely be like in my top five. I've seen this more than just about any movie that's not a Fast and Furious movie. It's one that Josh Buckley wanted to pick for the Patreon, like the Patreon bonus pick. And I'm like, sorry, man, we're already doing it. Like... We love it. We're going to talk about it. Pick another one. So he picks Snakes on a Plane, which we're going to do soon. But it's one of his favorite movies, if maybe not his favorite movie. It's just a movie that, like, it's perfect. It's a perfect movie. And I don't think I'm overstating that. I think there's a lot of perfect movies, so I think this is a perfect movie. And I'm so glad there's a boat in it, so we get to talk about it. And and listen, it it came out seven years before I was born, but I feel like it's always been a part of my life, irregardless Mm -hmm. of that fact. Like, growing up, Jaws has always been there. I've always watched... I think since it's rated PG, and it was the 80s... I think kids just were like, my parents were like, hey, Mark, watch this. And I would just sit down and watch it. And went, oh, my gosh. It just it wrecked my life. But in a good way. I was never afraid of the ocean. I, I, I didn't have any of that. But I think it started my love of creature features. Like, that's my favorite genre. And I was I was looking around my house. It's terrible podcasting. But I have so much Jaws stuff. I have, like, Jaws pops. I see a little shark have, right there, bud. That's that's like Bruce the Shark from Nemo. I have my two pairs of Sperry's from Jaws. Mm. I have, well, you and I are ooh. both wearing Jaws t-shirts. I have art that was made. Scenes were drawn Love that. for this. Like, uh, oh. And then I have, I was working on a commercial for the dump. I don't know if you know that furniture store. And I was, I was doing, a, I was doing electric on it. And I was hanging out of a roof, holding onto a light for most of the day. But when lunch hit, I sprinted to a Best Buy and I bought that hundredth anniversary, like hundredth mm-hmm, anniversary mm-hmm, edition of book. Jaws, like with the book in it. And I like sprinted up to a Best Buy during a lunch break to go buy Jaws. Like this movie, I have a Jaws coaster next to me. Books like it's i have a shirt on it's 
but I've never dared talked about it. Like I've been podcasting since 2015, and it, this feels like the holy grail. And it feels wait. So you've never covered this on Deep Blue Sea the podcast? Because no, listen, like this is a perfect movie. And uh, one mm-hmm. time, you know, I, I covered Back to the Future on movie films and flicks one time. Another perfect. And movie. I read books about it. I I mm-hmm. listened to the commentaries. I watched the movie. I I listened to the podcast. I got so immersed in Black to, Back to the Future that when we were talking about it, it was just me going and then and then and this is cool and then this is cool and did you know that and did you know that so Jaws, I feel like it would just be like me going. 10,000 reasons why Jaws is awesome. One, the ensemble, yeah. <laughs> the ensemble staging, which not enough people talk about, and it is in the storyboards. Like the, it's, I mean, it's on a boat. You're not going to get a lot of coverage, but the, the ensemble staging is glorious. Like I, I watched Memories yeah. of Murder recently. I've been really thinking about ensemble staging. Ooh, good movie. And, uh, but like, I, what are you going to say? about this movie. That's well, that's it, the thing. Know. Like I was starting going through my, the IMDb trivia about this and I was like, I can't talk about it. Cause like, there's like, what do you talk about? Like there's too much, like everything is interesting, which makes nothing interesting. So I'm just like, I pulled out five things about the boat. Cause we're talking about boats. So I pulled out things about the Orca. So we'll talk about the Oracle later, but Joe, this is a movie that I've seen at least once a year for the last like 10 years. And like growing up is one of my dad's favorite movies. So like it was on all the time, but is this a movie that you have? I mean, I know you've seen it, but like, is this a movie that's been in your life in a big way or just a movie that's been on your periphery or what's your history with the greatest shark movie that's ever been made no um i watch shark i mean i watch jaws probably once a year with you fourth of july ish i don't remember when i saw it but i'm with you guys i saw it pretty young like i remember seeing it very very young i remember more so the ride at universal yeah i've done that too i know that yeah that's like one of like the big memories like i remember walking up to there seeing the huge shark hanging that thing like the flames like I still everything feel the about heat. that yeah like from the, the heat, water right the heat mm-hmm, from the mm-hmm. thing yes i totally like that's what seared into my brain as a child and like no pun intended yes <laughs> yeah exactly uh, so yes i have seen this movie a ton but like even when i rewatch it i forget how dead on it is there's like no lulls like the movie nope. just fucking moves and I'm with you guys. It is perfect, and that's it. Like, it's great. So I had no idea though fan. growing up that it was Shmau, you son of a bitch. I thought it was Shmau or Shmau, right? I was like, what is he saying? <laughs> like, I didn't know what he was saying growing up. Well, it's also like it, the the bitch is masked yeah. by the explosion. Smile, you son of a, and you hear like a ch at the end. And, but yeah. and even that scene where Dreyfus just loses his mind over his tanks being spilled by by Brody, and then Quince is like, hey man, next time just talk to me. Like so like. It's so on the nose. It's Chekhov's just what whatever oxygen tanks. Mm-hmm, nitrogen, mm-hmm. And then it's saved by Quint just being like, hey, man, talk to me like I'll help you. Like it's yeah. so like they really telegraph it. But then he does that really cool scene. And I think I think sometimes it's almost more interesting to talk about what's the best shark movie that's not Jaws. Like it's, right. Well, you, I think you, you ran like a Twitter poll. Did you do that on like, did you do, you, I know you, you conducted this research somewhere yeah. in so some on form. Rotten Tomatoes, man, we did a verse video of what's the best second best shark movie ever made it's deep blue sea mark ellis granted it that but it has over like it's almost has two million views like it, yeah. it's huge like people love shark movies and jaws makes it not fun to do rankings because if you don't put jaws at one right i think the shallows is the best like shallows is awesome yo but shallows is great jaws is better <laughs> so Every list is boring, so every list should start with two to make that one for once. Well, that's like when when we did our when we were doing like the the March Madness style brackets, like in COVID, we we did like the best breakfast food and best whatever condiment, whatever, and then we did in in COVID, we were doing like comedies and action movies, and we're like best action movie of the nineties. We're like we know it's T two, like we can't not put T two. We're gonna like what's can it be the second best or whatever, and like we we put it on there and like it won. It's like yeah, but it's boring. Like it's like we know that T two is also perfect. Like it's 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 hard to do. 
a thing where you know the winner before you go in because mm-hmm. it's gonna win like you get like you can't put it on it well me i would be like i think i would go for hard-boiled though that's the movie i'm gonna watch hard-boiled for the first time tonight it influenced cinema john woo influenced so much cinema with that movie so you know what I, i'm t- i'm taking hard-boiled i'm just gonna say it okay i'm just gonna say it. okay Joe, what's your pick for the Chill second best shark movie? Is number two. Oh, uh, I don't have a pick for the second. Have best you seen the Blake shark. Lively, The Shallows? Yes, I have seen The Shallows. Okay. I don't necessarily remember The Shallows a ton. It's her and her, her friend Steven Seagal. They're hanging out on a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we definitely watched a this. A jerk great white shark. Like the jerkiest great white shark you'll ever a bully. meet. bully. Just, just. I mean, like, I don't know. I watched like a ton of shark movies, but like, they are all just like kind of blended, and then you just have Jaws, right? Like for me, that's <laughs> what. It, like, not in a bad way. And like, you know what else I love? Like Shark Week. Like, I mm-hmm, watch a ton mm-hmm. of Shark Week, but like, if you're Wait, like, is, is The Rock hosting Shark Week, or is Momoa who? Somebody's hosting Shark Week. That's in The, the Rock family. did one last year, or something like that. And I think you're right. I think it's like Momoa this year. It, we were Jason like two Momoa for two. Is hosting yeah. Shark Week 2023. Yeah. When is it? Uh, probably July. It probably starts next week. July 11th to July 18th. So when this episode comes yeah. out next Tuesday for a week, it'll be out. Yeah, because I remember we were two for two, like with our fast men. For it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And Paul Walker loves sharks, too. He was on a shark week working on boats. He was. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that was one of my production goals when I started. I, I always wanted to work on a shark week crew. But when I started working on those survival shows in the wilderness, I was like, I hate reality. I'm never, I'm never going, I'm never doing this. So I never tried to go over to Australia or South Africa to go work on one of those. Cause man, I don't like, I don't like working on docks or stuff like that, but I just want to let you know, I was carrying a dead alligator around a dead alligator, dead alligator. And then we would place it somewhere like as a prop. So we would like put it somewhere and then they yeah. would, they would like do a pan like there's the gator. And it was just dead. And I had to like carry it around. <laughs> like, I don't think it's hygienic. <laughs> I'd carry around. Wait, while we're on that topic, Mark, do you have a favorite alligator crocodile movie? Because there's a handful of great ones. I mean, there's a lot of Listen, great ones, it, but it, it comes down to two movies: Crawl, Crawl and, is fire. And, and I love crocodile. Crawl. Yeah, it, it's it's either or alligator, alligator, alligator from 1980, yeah, right? Alligator, Robert Forster. Forster's yeah. dynamite in that movie. Like, let's go kick an alligator's ass. Like he's just like he's he's gold. But for me, Crawl and it's what 13 million dollar budget and when Alejandra Aja does, and I'm from Florida, man. Like she's wearing, she's wearing a sweater and flip flops. Like that's Florida right there. I love it. And just, she's, she swims for the gators. I went to, I was a Seminole, but she, she swims for the gators and she got attacked by alligators. And at the end, see you later. Alligator. It's perfect. It's, it's a it's, gorgeous, yeah, it's great. gorgeous, fun. Aja knows exactly what he's doing. You know, Dreyfus was in his movie Piranha 3D pretty much, which was, was a nice little cameo there. But yeah, it, yeah it's definitely crawl. I like, I know that we talked about in, because it's top of mind sort of because it's sequel, Pearl, the projectionist is now Superman, but the original X has a great, great alligator. Overhead alligators are always good. Listen, Ooh. you know, Crawl has great overhead alligators. X has great overhead alligators. Give me an overhead, like, uh, Blake Placid has a great overhead alligator. Give me an overhead alligator, I'm happy. Did you see the video of the little kid that got pushed into the lake today off the dock? And everybody today? was like, did he let, okay, so I don't like know. Like this, what it but is. this week, it's like, like, like new. It's today. It's wow. today that was like blowing up on Twitter that there was like three little kids on a dock. They have like a thing that looks like an alligator head on the dock. And one of the other little kids just like pushes them right in front of it. I don't think it's an actual alligator. I think it's like probably one of those like boat, like, like little kid boat things. Mm-hmm. But everybody's like, did he just murder this child like on video? 
But yeah, I, wow. Speaking of alligators, it was weird. I came so close to alligators in my life. Like I did a doc about the we did a doc about the pythons in the Everglades, and so we went out in the Everglades Ugh. and we were hunting. We I went on a boat cha- uh, a airboat ride hunting for pythons. We learned how to catch them with some firefighters, and then I we we got kind of blown off one day, so we just ran around and got as close as we could to alligators and got B roll. And then, like, I canoed. One time, my dad would just ride me into alligators where they were just to, like, be like, oh, that's funny. Like, Dad, I could have died. Uh, I remember, like, a huge 10-footer going underneath my canoe one time. But I think when you're in Florida, you just take them for granted, which is a horrible idea. It seems like it, yeah. yeah. Like, oh. I was about to say, your dad sounds like a Florida native if he was just, like, dragging a small <laughs> child across <laughs> alligators. What's going on now? Farmer friend. Oh, Jonathan in the middle of this. But, yeah. Tons of gators. Tons of gators. What is nice about Jaws, and if you have not seen Jaws, what's wrong with you? Also, I was also yes, thinking, yeah. I was I was, I was, was considering making a rule on Letterboxd, and I'm not going to follow you on Letterboxd unless you've given Jaws five stars. Because there's like people I follow that gave it like four, four and a half. I'm like, what's what's holding it back? Like, what's not a five about this? And what are you going like to fix about Jaws? <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, come on. Um, but it is streamable on TBS, TNT, and True TV. So if you have a cable subscription, you can watch it there for free. Or also you could just, you know, buy it and own it because it's great. But what's exciting about Jaws is that not only is it like the best shark movie, but it was like the first summer blockbuster. Because it was supposed to come out in December and then like they ran they ran late. So it came out in the summer and it became like such a hit that like it's like, oh, people want to see like not dumb mindless entertainment. But they want to see like spectacle. They want to see fun. They want to see excitement in the summer. And like it. it so not only did it give us all these shark movies, but it gave us like in two ways, like the Meg, right? Or now this summer, the Meg too, where it's like, not only is it like a big sea creature attacking people, but it's also like big spectacle in the summer. And so I like that there's a direct lineage from that to, you know, Statham family adjacent, like, yeah, in two different ways, which is very cool. And, and Meg, we talked about, I, I sent you a brief message. I, I may I maybe should have saved it for this, but what I like about the Meg and what I like about Jaws is... The movement that they create. Now, there's nothing yeah. frightening about the Meg. It's just a goofy John Turtletaub directed shark movie with with no jet skis. But Jaws, I love the freedom of it, and there's danger there. They they really keep you out of the water, and you feel it. Like dogs are killed, women are killed, kids are killed. Like there is danger to this world. So I feel like every moment you are just on for tender hooks. You're just, you're just. Uh, yeah it, it does that so effectively and like i love the movement of it because i feel like a lot of shark movies we just did a black demon on the deep blue sea podcast they really budgetary constraints i think keep them in one spot so you you have the shallows you have 47 meters down you have 47 meters down on cage shout out to the great white sharks that are blind they're they're, they're basically the, the the descent creatures but sharks which mm. is probably well, yeah, it's an A plus. It's a cool idea. It's a five star movie, but they, yeah, they, <laughs> the most shark movies, budgetary or not, they kind of constrain the characters in one place. They find a way to get them stuck there. But I think Jaws has that movement, and it takes a while to get them going, and uh, it just has so many strengths that I really appreciate about it. I like the the movement of it. I like, I like Quinn's turn. I like what, like, there's like, this whole, like, false starts, like, they think they get the shark, and then they go out at night, and then, like, there's all these different, like, you think it's over, like, just when you, like, literally just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, right? Like, it's all these different where the movie's like, oh, no, we got the shark. Like, they get the shark pretty early. It's like, that's not the shark. And then people are like, well, it might be the shark. And it keeps, like, the actual final, like, boat sequence isn't until, like, the last, like, 40 minutes. Like, there's a lot of movie there is, yeah mm-hmm. and it doesn't, I, it doesn't, like, drag. It's not like you're waiting, because it's like, there's, there's stuff that keeps you going. That stupid mayor. You yell flexing, I just man. want to headbutt People him. say, huh? What? You're the Jaws from Mayor. Uh, you're, the, you're the Mayor from Jaws. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Remember when 
the accused that guy being the the mayor from Jaws. He's like, I'm not the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> it's the best part of that movie. Joe, do you have a favorite part, favorite moment, favorite element of Jaws? I I like how it's like a fake New Englandy town, and being here now as somewhere that I didn't grow up, they do it really well. I think they nail that. Just like the setting and place of it feels very, very real. The characters feel very, very real. Of like just New England fishermen, uh, the uh, like island, you know what I mean, Cape Cod yeah. type situation like that. So I think overall that like. I mean, you know, when they blow up the shark, it's the coolest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. So, like, sure. But, like, I think more, like, when I was watching it this time, I was just like, wow, they're really nailing New England. I think the original shark that this is, like, loosely based on that, like, Peter eventually based his novel on, like, the shark attacks were in New Jersey. Um, and then they just sort of transposed it up to New England. I think it works better up there. I mean, it, it would be a different movie to put, it, like, on the, like, the Jersey Shore. Not, like, the Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore, but, like boardwalk and stuff like that like it's, yes, it's yeah. it, it would work but i like that this it's like a small town that it's like it, it thrives like seaside and point pleasant and everything like definitely thrive like they exist because of summer season but it feels like this town is a nothing until the summer right and like at least like in the boardwalk exactly. and stuff that's still open or whatever so i think that the place of it is really nice i think that's a good point mark what's your favorite part about this other than the whole thing my favorite part of the <laughs> okay so when the when the the shark swims under like well, I forget what the, the canal when the when Bruce goes into the canal and kills the guy in the rowboat. Mm-hmm. Just the overhead shot. Hey, overhead. That makes sense. But yeah, you have the <laughs> you have the overhead shot of the shark. It's like you're in therapy, you just have like a realization, like uh, oh, there it right. is. And just seeing that shark and just enough of it, and seeing the blood explode, and seeing the kid's face when the shark goes by him. That that scene was always the most frightening for me because you know when you think about a lot of horror movies that I grew up with, you have Nightmare on Elm Street with the teenagers, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th, a bunch of Randy counselors. You have uh, Halloween teenagers. I feel like I grew up with nothing but teenagers or adults in horror movies. And I think that's why movies like Jaws or Ernest Scared Stupid really hit me when I was a child and it because it was kids. It was kids. Yeah. And so yeah, like being a kid and seeing a kid in danger, you can relate to it. You're not just relating to some, some like really horny campers that are 18 years old like what camp counselors like oh yeah like yeah i don't know this guy like but when i see these kids in the water and, and when i see you know especially Ernest scared stupid all the kids being chased that really stuck with me so i think that's the moment where the kid is attacked and that's what jaws 2 got me on too because there's the kids in the in the little boats that get surrounded in their little island and jaw like the shark attacks like that really hit me hard too because i was like oh this these are kids on this and i think that's what hit me the most that's probably my favorite part this movie is undeniably a horror movie, but like I still like my brain doesn't go there, and I, I'm, no, I'm trying to figure same. out why. And I think it's because of like how bright it is. Like it's not the nighttime, it's not the fall, it's like summer and it's light out. And in spite of that, like ever, in spite of how many times I've seen this movie, I never, I'm never really ready for like when they have the nighttime expedition. And I was thinking about, I don't know if either of you have seen the director's cut of Midsummer, but. So the original movie was like two hours and 40 minutes. Then Ari Aster added like another half an hour and he added a scene at night. And I think what, what what's really freaky about Midsummer is that almost the entire movie is just like in bright, bright daylight. And it's so jarring and unsettling. And then he added a scene at night that I know people who have seen it like don't like it because it takes them out of it. But I'm like, it the, this 
and I never thought about it till this watch that this scene in that in this movie does the same thing like that scene in that movie where it's like the whole movie you're sort of like lulled into like a kind of like not complacency but like comfort or like kind of coziness or something where it's like it's bright out like I feel safe even though there's a threat out there like it's summer nothing can happen to me or whatever and I can see it and then there's night and you're like oh no this is real like this is scary and I think that there, there's something like that's not my favorite scene in the movie, but like it, I think that that shift. And I know it gets night on the boat, like at the end, like they have like the thing, and there's the shooting star that's real and whatever, and like that's also cool. But like the night scene where they go out, where Brody and Hooper go out, and they like, oh no, like the shark is still out there, and they hire Quint. Like I just love that scene. I think that like is so specifically is like no, it's real. Like you should still be freaked out. I yelled, oh shit! I've seen this movie growing up. But I was sitting there, <laughs> I was watching this movie in preparation for this. I went, oh shit! Like, I yelled that. It just came out of my mouth. Like, I didn't... It, it, you're right. It does lull you into that. And that's, like, the score. And then some of, some of the best scenes hit without the score. I mean, I know that's been talked about ad nauseum, but it's just a great... Like, it, it does. It gets you jumping, and it it, it has a happy... Like, the happy ending. Like, it, it really... Yeah. Just stupid Jaws. It's so good. I knew this was going to happen. I'm like, it's so good. It's just so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I will say, though, I put, I put a GIF of this scene on Twitter, but my favorite moment of the movie hands down it, it leads up to it but like when brody is watching the beach like he thinks something's going on he keeps like seeing like false starts like he like sees like what he thinks is like a, a girl it's a girl screaming but like it's just because her boyfriend's picking her up and like dunking her or whatever or like uh he see, he sees a, a, a fin or whatever but it's just like somebody's like bathing cab and then he actually sees a shark or whatever and so i love like leading up to that like when there's like there's the stationary shot of him and then somebody walks by the camera and like you cut in a little bit and like somebody walks by again and cuts in a little bit and she's like, this is so like weird and unsettling. But the dolly shot, and the, the zoom. dolly zoom where it's so good. he sees it happen. And like, I know that Hitchcock did this and like, but it's like, th- like this is, this is the shot. And like, I just love it so much where like you zoom out to like separate him from the background but you push in at the same time so like he stays stationary but the whole like background warps and like i know this shot is coming it's my favorite shot in the movie maybe probably my probably my favorite shot in any movie and still every time it comes up i'm just like this is freaking me out like it's so good it's so well done it's like so well timed in every way and i just love it so much and i just can't get over like every time it breaks my brain i'm like i can't believe how good this is I, I tell my students to, like, I, in my camera and lighting class, I show them the clip. Then one of their homework assignments, like, tell, tell me how he did it. Like, tell me how they did it. And, like, that's their entire, like, write a paper about how they did it. And that's one of their homework assignments. I know it's stock and boring, but I also show them a lot of hallway fights, so I don't care. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, hey, tell me how they did this shot. Like, show me how they did that. And then I also ask, I also ask them how they did the hallway fight from Old Boy. So I just got to get that in there. But yeah, I, I love it. It's beautiful. It's iconic. And even though it's, you know, even though it's Hitchcock, you still like that's the jaw shot. Like, I think sometimes even if someone has done it before, kind of like with Halloween, Halloween's like everyone. That was the one that kicked the door open for that kind of thing. So like as far as slashers go. So yeah, yeah. that because that, it was like Black Christmas before it and Peeping Tom and Psycho. But yeah, like oh, such a shot. I hate it. I hate its face. This is also a slasher, though. I mean, Joss yeah. is a slasher. It's just that instead of like, you know, Michael Myers, it's. A shark. Yeah, and I mean, listen, it's based on the true story of the rogue shark from, what, 1917. Like, I bought that book just to read about it and how far it slam up a river to attack children. Jeez, a ways. What a book. Yeah, I read. The, like, 
listen, it's about a rogue great white. It's also about a rogue tiger shark, which is quite dangerous, actually. Like, rogue tiger sharks. I think the tiger sharks are, like, super scary, right? Like, everybody's terrified of tiger sharks. They're, like, really aggressive. Bull shark, tiger sharks. Those are probably the yeah. two. You know, I, I think you know, I've been I've been snorkeling before and, and with sharks. But, you're like, oh, it's a nurse shark. But if someone was like, there's a tiger shark, you're getting out of the water. Like, you're not messing with that tiger shark. So, yeah, there's a tiger. Honestly, for me, if I hear any shark is in the water, I'm getting out. Oh. Like, even if it's just, like, that's a friendly shark, I'm like, mm. I'm going to look in. I'm, at least I'm going to lean I'm over good. the boat and go, bloop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can swim with that one. That's a thresher. So, speaking of the book, or a book, just books in general. Long. Two things. So, number one, Steven Spielberg said that when he first read the novel, he found himself rooting for the shark because he found the human characters so unlikable. And I think that <laughs> it's the same reason. <laughs> Sounds like me. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, especially, like, later, like, 90s Halloween movies where it's, like, all like they make annoying characters so you're rooting for michael myers to kill them right and like part of it is like yeah that's cool and i want to see that but like jamie lee curtis is like an, like an effective final girl because like you're rooting for her right like so i just think it's funny that like he he you know through filmmaking through the script and whatever like he they made compelling characters that you're not rooting for the shark like you know you, you might want to see destruction or whatever but like you want them to get the shark which i think is a nice reversal but it is i just find it funny that uh he's like fuck those people let's go shark can, can we do a quick sidebar Real quick, yeah. Okay, of course. Likable characters. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you watch these movies and you go out of the, like the '90s made them super pithy and unlikable. But I, I think with a lot of horror movies, you and, and let's say there's couples. They're always, like I feel like vacancy, the strangers. You always have these couples that are estranged or fighting, and then they sort of come together at the end because of the adversity. It's like why don't they just like each other in the beginning? Like, why, yeah. why, why do we need these two people who don't like each other to become closer? Like, I mean, Ellen and Brody, like, you know, Captain Brody, they got along wonderfully, the Brodies. Like, I love them as a couple. And I know they don't get in trouble together, but why not make likable characters? Why? Yeah. Like, look at Alien. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I hate when people just point to the greats, but I think. But they're the greats for yeah, a reason, exactly. right? Like, they you, do things, they do things well. You know what's kind of crazy, too, is. You know, we talk about these movies. This is a shark attack film. Predator is an alien killing a bunch of burly men film. Alien is space truckers get attacked by an alien. And on the surface, they're, they're quite high concept films, but mm-hmm. none of them have been re- like recreated. None of them have been replic- replicated. None of them have found equals. And it, it's, it's a, it kind of one thing about Jaws for me is like simple is not easy. And this on the no. surface, on the surface, I know all the production problems created a lot of lot of moments for more character moments and all that kind of stuff, but it's 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 really interesting to me how simple isn't always easy. And when people talk about the classics, like I have a question: like what percentage of movies are Stone Cold classics? Less than one. Yeah. Right. Like what? Like point point one. It's like when everyone's like one out of a hundred. Yeah, they're like that, yeah. that 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 movie's not as good as Jaws. It's like yeah, but what is? So like it's hard. For, right. Like yeah, that's what this movie taught me. It's like simple's not easy, and this this movie's like lightning in a bottle that happened. And but like people yet keep comparing them to them. But I don't I don't know if that's fair. Like I don't know if it's fair to compare movies, shark, other shark movies to Jaws. Like hey, did you like DBC? Jaws is better. Well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but Jaws and Deep Blue Sea is also about genetically modified sharks attacking people in kitchens. Like, I don't think it's trying to be Jaws. <laughs> but I don't know. I just have a problem with people comparing regular summer films to the classics. And I think, like, I think it just it's it's a cop out for shitty <laughs> criticism where it's like, 
you know, like there was this guy who like broke news about uh, what Hobbes and Shaw, like or Hobbes and Reyes was going to be called or whatever. And he's just like, you know, these Fast and Furious movies have really gone downhill. The fifth one's the only one that's a good one. And, like, give me anything. Give me, even give me Baby Driver. It's like, oh yeah, like Baby Driver's good. Like it's just, like all like he's comparing to like all these like undisputed like classic. He's like, give me Fury Road. Give me. It's like, yeah, we know those movies are good, but like that doesn't mean to take down Fast and Furious <laughs> to like say Fury Road is good. Like. We can have both. Give me, we Ro- do have both. Give me We've Ronin. Talked about both. Like, yeah, that's like the one movie that's the greatest car chases ever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, sorry, don't get me started. I love the fast movies. Get over yourselves, y'all. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Also, Mad Max Fury Road, y'all. Stagecoach. It's like Stagecoach. Like it's just there and back again. A Mad Max tale. But it's with not for, hobbits. For my money, movies have not gotten better since the arrival of a train a lot cheaper. Yeah, so you episode. Episode, yeah. <laughs> also go listen to that. You know what annoys me about Jaws? Too many people talk about the Jaws ripoffs, but I'm pretty sure way millions of years ago when someone invented the wheel, I bet everyone's like, "Yo, I'm doing that too." Like it's not like yes, it's not like, rip, rip, like hey, you got fire? Hey, you just hit that guy in the head with a bone? I'm gonna do the same thing. Like. If it works, people are going to use it. So, like, when Jaws comes out and everyone goes, oh, there's so many Jaws ripoffs. It's responsible for so many bad movies. So it's like Pulp Fiction. So it's Breathless. Breathless was a reason for Bonnie and Clyde. And then Bonnie and Clyde blew up. Uh, watch any, I don't know, watch any samurai film. You get Star Wars. So it's like, I, I just don't like Jaws. Like, oh, Jaws had so many ripoffs. Like, that's just the world. Like, what? There was a really good uh, web series that was, like, from 10 years ago. I don't know if you were watching this show. I might have, if, if. Maybe I sent it to you. I don't know. There's a thing called Everything is a Remix. And this guy does like this four-part series. And he did one that was all about Tarantino movies, which we might have talked about on when we did Kill Bill or whatever. But it's like, there are no original stories. Like, everything's, a, everything's been told. Like Shakespeare did everything. The Bible did everything. Like whatever story you're talking about, like has been told thousands of times. And just like how you tell a story that makes it different or whatever. And then he talks about like the, the video about Tarantino. It's just like, Tarantino is like literally lifting sequences from Lady Snowblood and putting into Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. Right? And just like. Oh, yeah. He's not hiding that fact. It's like, and people can be like, they did it first. It's like, yeah, they did it first. But like, he's doing a different thing with it. Like, yeah. and, and like, he's not trying to hide. Like, this is my idea. It's like, no, like, I love this movie. I'm bringing it to like Western, like whatever. So the the long story short is, I agree. <laughs> I, I just, I, everything's been ripped off. Like we all do it. So it's just odd that so many people go, oh, Pulp Fiction was responsible for so many bad movies. It's like, so? Like it's, well, because because people learn the wrong lessons. Yeah. Do the reverse, too. Like, how many of your favorite movies that came out since then was the, like, person that made that movie watching Pulp Fiction going, like, holy shit, I could do this. Or, like, that's a really cool idea Mm -hmm. is what I always think about. Like, what did it inspire? So, like, you can bitch that they made, like, a thousand remakes, but, like, there's something cool out there that this probably inspired that you like. So, like, or your favorite director watched Jaws and was like, I want to make a movie for the first time. So, like, stop being haters. Yeah. Yeah. There's another book uh, that I want to talk about that we're doing. We did on Lottery Pod. It's going to come out next Thursday, the 13th. Can I guess? But it's just... Infinite Jest. No, we're doing that later. (laughs) No, sorry. This lap, though. This module. Um, But we did a book called The Raw Shark Texts, which is just a very, you know, on the nose, Rorschach Tests. Um, But it's about this... Like, it's a very... Simple to explain, but difficult to explain concept. There's, like, this thing called conceptual sharks, which, like, eat memories. And this guy is trying to, like, recover his memory and, like, get away from this conceptual shark, whatever. But the third act of this book is almost literally the third act of this movie. It's, like, instead of, like, a boat on water, it's, like, this boat that's made of, like, different parts that, like, resembles the thing. And, like, once you sort of 
wrap your mind around what you're in, it's like, oh, this is the thing from Jaws. And so, like, he's very open and he's not hiding the fact that like he is just totally cribbing from aping jaws whatever and we were talking about when when bob and i were talking about on that episode what that was about we're like there's no other thing there's no other movie there's no other sequence that like is the only thing people think of when they think of a certain thing like when you think of a person hunting a shark you only think about jaws and, like, we could not think of another thing where it's, like, another topic or another action or another sequence or whatever that, like, everyone's first thought is something. So my my question is, can you think of anything that is, like, nearly that iconic, like, genuinely iconic in the sense of the word? Um, or is that just a testament to, like, how perfect this movie is and, like, how it just, like, it's the shark movie, Right. It most definitely is, but I think that, like, Mark kind of brought it up earlier, but, like, Star Wars is, like, the closest thing you would get, but not, like, a scene, but, like, you know, if you, like, mention a lightsaber. Well, yeah, I mean, if you mention a specific you know thing mean. from, like, a universe, then sure, but, like, if you say lightsaber, like, people are still thinking of, like, six or seven different battles. Shower scene from Psycho? That's fair. Me? Oh, that's a good one. That's a really but good if you think, one. But, you, but, you, but it's not like, you don't think, when you think shower, you don't think shower scene in Psycho. I think Naked Gun. If you think murder in a shower, then yeah, maybe Psycho. But like hunting a shark, I, the psych, Psycho one is a better answer than we had on the episode. Yeah, I don't know anything that's just like that's the first and only thing you think of. <sighs> because like it, it, it got to the point in the book where like I didn't have to read the descriptions because like he was just describing Jaws. But he's describing Jaws as like it's what's happening to these people because they're like they're recreating this to like catch this conceptual shark or whatever. They even like have a character go underwater in like a cage in like the same way that Hooper does in this movie. And it's just fascinating. Like it's a really good book and really interesting book. We also that's the author we talked to this this module, so we talked to him about that. That'll be out on the twentieth. But it was just like fascinating to think about like how like that's just a testament to this movie, like how good this movie is. It's the thing. It's the example that everyone has for a specific thing. When yeah. you think hunting sharks, you think the third act, the last 40 minutes of this movie. And this one, which is crazy. Like skinny dippers getting attacked. Well, cause he covers every base. You have the skinny dippers. You have the, the guy in the boat. You have the dog. You like, there's always something to think about. Like I don't think about Aquatica when I'm in the ocean from deep blue sea. I think about the scenes from this movie. So like, I think it covers so many bases of, for things that you to be afraid of. Like every boat I'm on, I always just look down. I'm like expecting to see like Cthulhu eat me. And that's definitely from Jaws. <laughs> so I think that's coming from that. And also, too, another great creature feature is the host. Every When I lived in Korea, every time I went by the Han River, I was always expecting uh, <laughs> I wanted. I was like, come on, monster. Come on. Like, come on and attack. I never did. Just want to let everyone know that. I do romanticize these weird things. This is why people love Bigfoot and shit, too, right? Like, it's all the same. You just, like, you you want this scary monster to exist. Yeah. It's a good place to, like, put your fears, right? Like, you can be, like, you can be afraid of the boogeyman. Like, that's okay, because, like, you kind of know it's not real, but at the same time, you're like, oh, man, if I saw this thing, that'd be fucking cool just to see it. I, I would, you know, when I was going by Loch Ness, I wanted to see, I wanted to see Nessie. Everybody I do does. too, man. Yeah, yeah. All of these like crazy shits. Like, I want to see. I want to see just giant ass sharks in general. Like, I want to like see them in real. I've never seen like outside of like Sea World. I've never seen like orcas like fuck something up. And like, yeah, the boat's name is the orca, which <laughs> I totally forgot. So let's like, talk I about totally that. So forget. okay, so here's some what? boat facts. So the orca Quinn's boat is named Orca. So he named it after like that's like the one 
real predator of the great white, the orca. So like he's naming his boat after the thing that kills those. The orca originally named the warlock, which is cool, but like not orca, as cool. Orca, as the orca plays War- plays warlock. well, yeah. The Warlock, yeah. I mean, like, I just watched that movie Sorcerer. I'm sure you've seen Sorcerer, Mark. Have you seen Sorcerer? All timer. I got, I got a freaking signed print right behind me. Mondo. Poster. I'm like, I'm like, Sorcerer's the name of the truck. I'm like, okay, like that's cool, but like, I'm expecting magic, and it's just like a Where's name of Gandalf? a truck, whatever. <laughs> yes. If the if the if the other truck was named Gandalf, I'm okay with it. We need to recreate that with wizards, and they have to go magic's expelling out of a mountain. And the only people that can get there are wizards. But the power is so strong because of the power shooting out of the mountain that all the wizards and sorcerers got to ride rickety trucks with bombs on them. Yeah, Joe, this is the movie I was telling you about that it's like four bad dudes are trying to transport TNT or like nitroglycerin across a Ah. a jungle. And it's just like, that's the movie. It's just like four dudes. Like you find out who they are and they're like, all right, you got to bring this across. And you just like, don't die. That's fun. That's a lot of fun. Gandalf. Who else? What other two wizards should be in the Sorcerer remake? Harry. Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Dumbledore's a better, a more recognizable. All right, yeah. So we need one more. What's another wizard? Uh, like Doctor Strange. There it is. Mm. Whoa. Strange is a pretty good name for a truck. <laughs> also, yeah. can, can I tell you about a uh, thing I did uh, for Rotten Tomatoes years ago? Please. Sure. Please. I, I was thinking about creature features and the amount of time that the creatures are shown and when they're shown. So I went through a bunch of creature features and I, I logged how long each monster appears on screen and when they appear. Oh, on screen. right. Yes. I remember. I remember you talking yeah, and, about this. Yes. And if they have four minutes or more, they have a 76 percent average. And if they have less than four minutes, that's 65 percent. So people like seeing the monster. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, like even the, if the monster is real in the first 30 minutes, 77 percent. If it's revealed in 30 to 60, 69.5. If it's revealed in 60 to 90, 66. So it's like show the monster soon and show it a lot. So I think Jaws, the one thing that I think maybe taught people some bad lessons about Jaws, and maybe Alien did this as well. They're like, well, you just don't show the monster because it's scarier. No, like, there's very specific reasons why they didn't show the monster much. In these yeah, Joe, movies. do you know about this? Like, do you know why the shark is not in this movie that much? Uh, like, this, I, it's, it's like famous movie trivia, so you might have heard about it or maybe not. I think I remember that they had like the, just like the animatronic was like hard to deal with. <laughs> it That's just, what like, I remember. It did not get along. Yeah. And they're like, they want, yeah. they want to have the shark like all over this goddamn movie. Like they just couldn't. So like, it's like, again, like a very happy accent. But yeah, Mark, I think that's right. Like it's the wrong lesson to learn. And listen, I live in Florida. Salt gets everywhere. So you put a giant animatronic shark into salt water. Anything, metal, anything. Come yeah. Come on now. What are you, what are y'all thinking? And, but like, I think alien too, they didn't want to show it much because. It would have taken. It would not been scary, or you'd be like, "Man, that's like a really phallic looking alien." Like you don't want to think that during the thing. <laughs> like, but you. But I think going back to the earlier conversation, <laughs> the thing that people don't learn is that both Jaws and Alien are filled with likable characters that you want to spend time with, mm-hmm. and that you want to just exist in a space, whether it's like on the space truck or you're in like a small beach town in New England. It's like I just want to be here, and then it's like, oh no, I don't want to be here because something is trying to kill all of us. Mm-hmm. Smart. You know, they're, if they're done on this orca, they're done. Like, there, there's so much danger to this, which I really like. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it, no, I dig it. And, like, I also. How much time do we see, jo- how much time do we see the shark in this movie if you did the research? Do you have, like, yeah, a time? Yeah, I have the time. Let's see here. Um, While you find that, the orca was a 29-foot trawler that had to carry the weight of more than 20 cast and crew at any time. For several shots, it had to rock as if being struck by a huge shark. So there was a speedboat with a rope attached to it that ran under its hull and hooked to the other side. 
the speedboat would be gunned at full speed. Oh, so speed. it would take, yeah, it would pull from underneath mm-hmm. it. Okay, that's kind of cool. So it caused it to rock violently everyone on board to fall, which is what they wanted. After doing that three or four times, a hull broke open in the hull. Hole in the hull, hole in the hull. When safety boats rushed in and people were yelling, get the actors off the boat, the vessel sunk in about three and a half minutes. But then later, apparently, or there was a, there's another story about that, like when they were, they were saying that like everyone who was filming, because they were filming and they were recording the sound and everything on the boat, and they were like, fuck the actors, save the sound department. They thought they lost all the footage when the boat sank, but like oh. they brought it to a lab and they didn't lose anything. So it, it worked Salt out. Saltwater again. Yeah. Almost got them. Yeah. I don't see it in my article. I wasn't a very good writer back then, but I know it's, no, it's I know it's okay. under four minutes. That's what I yeah. That's what I was guessing. I was just like I, I'm curious to see where it uh, ranks and like how much you see it. They say they, appro- Google says approximately four minutes. So I, I counted so, every second, and I was like real meticulous with it. So yeah. all these things are wrong. I'm right. And also <laughs> in this Google search, extras were paid $64 to run on the beach and scream during a shark attack. Man, I would get paid $64 to run around like an idiot and scream on the beach. That sounds great. No, but be in Jaws. Yeah, I would get paid. I would get paid. I would pay $64 sure. to be in Jaws. When I yeah. started as an extra, it was 65 for eight. So even with inflation, that was pretty good pay. Well, like yeah. this movie, like talking about inflation, this movie cost $9 million. I don't know. Hold on. $9 million. Like $52 million? Isn't it $52 million with inflation? It's like forty-eight. Yeah, it's right around fifty million dollars. So it costs like about fifty million dollars to make, but it made again before inflation four hundred seventy-six million dollars. So like, Jeez. it just it's unbelievable. Like the 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 amount of money this movie made, this the the level of success that this movie uh, and the marketing, the the yeah. they they sent out the book to. I don't remember what's the marketing like. What was the marketing like? I don't because I mean I was too young. So like, what what, what did they don't do? Don't go to... in the water. If that was if, it. Just if commercials you the, or just don't go. If you watch the trailer, they're like, if you read Peter Benchley's number one bestseller, like this thing is gonna scare you. It's the scariest thing ever. Oh no! Like it was very. Like, they made sure that was the book. The artwork was from like uh, they recognized the uh, the artwork from the poster. Also, they hired influencers. Those uh, so they sent the book out to early influencers to spread the word. Ah. It went to the Cannes Film Festival to screen a year before the movie was released. And then also too, like the actors went on a full out marketing campaign. They they like landed on the cover of Time magazine, and it was released in over four hundred and nine theaters. And they called it saturation booking. So this movie, they over a year of of influencers taught you, you hear about Jaws, it's awesome. Like they were just really promoting this for a year. They were ban- they were uh, banking on the book because I mean Spielberg's smart. Like he he knows that Jurassic Park was a book and a bestseller. Like he knows how to hook. Like, that's a great property. Like, he knows what people are interested in. World of the Worlds, remake. I just keep saying things. Yeah. Minority Report, Philip K. Dick. But he is, they knew to, to build on that, uh, just a full 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 court press of of marketing. And I think Godzilla just wrecked it all in 98. It's too much marketing. But, like, it really, they, they really went all out. And it built, and it built, and it built, and it built, and it built. And so just word of mouth was so strong. And... And the other thing is, like, back then, like, movies were not in 5,000 theaters. It was, like, there weren't as many prints. Like, it slowly, slowly made its way around the country. And, like, it'd be, like, in drive-ins. Like, this was, like, this movie came out, like, right after my parents, like, had started dating. And, like, right before they got married. And, like, it, I remember them, like, I think they saw it, like, in a drive-in. Like, it was just, like, a different experience. Which is, like, like, they might have been in Cape Cod, maybe, when they saw this movie. Which feels, like, crazy. Oh, you know what I mean? That like, feels that's, weird, too. Yeah. Because, like, they, they, Cape Cod was, like, always our family, you know, vacation destination. 
I I think that the, you know I know that there is a, at least one drive in in Cape Cod in the Wellesley Wellfleet Wellfleet Wellesley Wellfleet Wellfleet I think drive in like I can't imagine like that just sounds so cool like I saw this movie like the Draft House in Austin I think this is pretty well known would do like screenings on the water so like I saw this movie while on a floatable tube sitting in the water and I was like this it's it's the best way to watch it like it's it's so cool I went to go watch this at a theater one time and they didn't have it so I watched Animal House. Which is still fine. Mm. But when you're thinking you're going to go see Jaws, and then like, hey, we don't got it. We're just going to pop in a DVD of Animal House. What kind of theater did you go to that pops in DVDs? <laughs> well, they, had the, they were supposed to have the film of Jaws. And they're like, well, you guys are here. You guys want to watch this? Like, we got it. I'm like, well, why not? So how did they not get Jaws? Like, did they, like was this bait and, bait and switch? Like, ha ha. Like, you're here. Like, go get a, yeah. Go get some beer. Man, that's so underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, that would be the most disappointing. Like, I'd be like, what the fuck were you guys doing? <laughs> it oh. still stuck with me, I guess. I still remember it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got ultimate bait and switched on a sweet movie. I mean, like, not that Animal House is bad, but like. Give me Deep Rising. I went in to go see. Yeah, go see Jaws. And see. I mean, I guess there are animals in it. <laughs> Ooh, Mark. <laughs> One thing I do love about this movie, like I, the thing I want the most, I want two things from this movie. Number one, I want the police jeep, that the Amity, like that old, it's very cool, yes, oh, very, very cool. that Bronco, yeah, man, yeah, looks awesome. Give me that, looks so cool. I also can't believe, like, you know, I talk about like Forza, like the racing games on here, and like so many, like the cuss, like every time you buy a car, it's like what paint job do you want? Like they always like upvote like the most popular things, and like a lot of them are like recreations of like movie cars and stuff like that. And, like I can't believe I've never seen this. Because like even or if the it's not new a Bronco, Bronco? Or yeah, like no, even if like just like anything like looks like that, like so many people make like the Jurassic Park Jeep or whatever. Jeep, you know what I mean, yep. But like I can't believe that nobody has, that I've seen has recreated this because like it seems very easy to do and also super cool. But the other thing I'm I selling want, my truck. I'm getting a Bronco. Do it. Actually, I'm, I'm just slap Amity police. I love on my it. truck. I'm not gonna do that. You have a nice truck. It's like, uh, I dig it. It's my buddy. The other thing I really want from this movie is Brody's desk location in the corner of that house overlooking the water. Like, it just seems yeah, no the shit. nicest. Although, like, there, was it, is it also, am I bringing up Arrival? Oh, we were, we were talking about Arrival before we started recording. But, like, I think it's Arrival where, like, Amy Adams, like, looks over that water and, like, it's such a beautiful view. And then I'm like, imagine, like, the glare of the sun hitting the water. I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I want the view. That's at, a, like, only Joey thought. Hey man, that was only you find like, a way to complain no, you like, you about buy, like a buy picturesque a house, like, background like, oh, where your is, desk is overlooking. This is the best view, and then like you get you sit down, and you're like, all right, ready to work. It's like, oh, I can't see. That's literally you're the only person that would have this. Thought. No man, you, sunglasses. Yes. Typing with sunglasses. Yeah, you have a blind. You just pull the blind down. Oh a little yeah, bit. hide the view. Cool. Get. It's like twenty minutes a get day. A silk. I do want that view though. I want that desk. I want that view. Yeah, the whole cool. thing's just cozy. I mean, you could the dining the the dining room scene amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His son mimicking him, love it. They were just bored. They needed stuff to do. So I read the Jaws log, and they, at night they were just drinking wine and re- rewriting scenes all night, trying to figure stuff out to do. And I think that's what this movie also had working for it is time. This movie had time to become what it was because of all the like the problems that was going on so not many not many movies have that luxury and if they do i don't think they're smart enough to make it better like spielberg and his crew were i think that helped the movie and it's so unprecedented what happened then that like look at Waterworld. Waterworld is awesome it, it has it goes three for three on the hoffmeyer scale of greatness it has catapults 
and it has jet skis, it has sea monsters, but they had so many problems on set. But I think a lot of them were, t- were between the two Kevins. So instead of making the movie better while they were waiting for the atoll to be dragged out or while waves destroyed everything or storms wrecked everything, they were too busy fighting and like getting divorced. They didn't get divorced, but like one of the Kevins got divorced from his wife. <laughs> and so they, instead of like making it better, they just hated it. I, got th- I feel like Jaws are like, well, we're here. Let's make it the best we can. Yeah. And they did. And I think there's lessons to be learned from that for sure. Well, I think like what going back to the likable thing, like it feels like in another movie or like if there was like a whatever modern version of this, like that whole dining room scene could be cut because like you don't learn a ton. It like it's a long scene, but it's also like you see the toll the job is putting on Brody. Like you get to know his wife a little. Like without that scene, his wife's barely in the movie even more, right? And like you see Hooper meeting the wife, and like it humanizes all of them. And like, dude, the pouring the wine into a non-wine glass and just guzzling, uh, you, like just you, you really gotta you, let you that can't breathe. cut that scene. Yeah. You really, can't cut that scene. You really should let that. It breathe. just like that sums up like if you've ever been in this situation, you're just like, I need a fucking drink, <laughs> and like it's just gonna happen. It, like the way like into a glass that he already had something else in. He's trying to feed him nice. It's like, this is perfect. I really love it. Like, I'm not alone. That might be my favorite scene, actually. Yeah. He, put, he has enough for the rest of them, which is nice. Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, damn, I would have like, that would have been half the bottle, but he'd like just like a nice quarter of the top. And I was like, wow, I pour way heavier than that. And also Dreyfus's character is something I, I like a lot because there's so many uh, so, sorry like lack of a better term I, I just i'm doing what movies would say like tech nerds like there's so many tech nerds in movies like oh no like that's my gear uh. dreyfus is cool he shows up with wine he's rich like he knows how to tie a knot he'll yell at people if they mess with his knots and messes mess with his gear like he'll put himself in a cage like he will like he, he's a smart guy he sticks up for himself like remember the fisherman like hey where, where can i find a hotel yeah walk straight ahead it's like oh yeah you guys are funny like he's the very he's a very unstereotypical science guy nerd and yeah. not many movies have that they I, I feel like that trope I mean tropes are tropes for a reason but he defies that trope in that like dude gets down I bet he goes to the clubs and just parties like a- well I think also you know when when we did American Graffiti for this podcast I think it was around this time of year and I remember watching that and watching Jaws within a week like for the, for the first time I'm like I cannot believe this is the same actor just like. I mean, he's a great actor, but it's also, like, the way he looks, like, the ragged beard, like, doesn't look like a scientist, doesn't look like a nerd, you know what I mean? And, like, he's so clean-cut and baby-faced in graffiti, and then here he's just, like, it's wild. Like, I just, it, that, that's what, but I, I think your personification of him is great. Like, it's, he's really good at what he does, he's a good person, but he doesn't, like, yeah. People respect him. Yeah. Brody respects him. And that's what matters. Uh, you know what's interesting? I had a friend, Jay Hooper, that was exactly like 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 uh, Dreyfus in this movie, which that's actually a really weird thing. Hooper. Hooper, Hooper. Mm-hmm. Because, like, so this guy, when you met him, we always went out and partied, like just got blasted. And then one day I looked over, he's wearing a cutoff shorts, a cutoff shirt, and he has a Rolex. And I'm like, what's happening? He's like, oh, yeah, my dad's loaded. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, like, I don't want to go, go more into it. But he's like, yo, I'm stacked. And, and I'm like, what? And I also saw him pour a beer into a hotel carpet one time, and the carpet completely absorbed it. But that's for another podcast. That's like the <laughs> – like, he's like, watch this, Mark. And he goes, bloop, 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 bloop. And he goes, nothing. Like, that hotel carpet is – they need a movie on that. They need, like, uh, McDonald's The Founder <laughs> with Michael Keaton, but, like, for a hotel carpet. 
but the Grimace shake carpet, <laughs> carpet, shake. carpet, carpet, yeah. franchise, franchise, franchise. Uh, but he later became an oceanographer and went out on boats and like had the beard and like the scruff and like he's a super cool guy though. So like he's very Jay Hooper. Hooper is very Hoopery. So I wonder if that's a thing. Just ocean people are cool, or just Hoopers. Yeah. Maybe oh, yeah, it's the right. name. Toby Hooper had some legit hits. So like there's there's this like you know longstanding belief that like you become what your name is. Like they're like Taylor Swift's keyboardist. I don't know if you know this, Mark, but in her band, her touring band, her her name is Karina Di Piano. Like her last name is Di Piano. Like it's the of piano, and she's a keyboardist. And it's like there's a the whole like sort of joke like oh like that's the only job she could have done. But maybe like similarly, your friend with the last name Hooper is like, I can't make hoops. Like that's not a job. So like let me just who's the most famous Hooper? It's Hooper from Jaws. I'm gonna do what he did. Yeah. So like he kind of became his last name. That's he felt like he had to do that, but he's he's awesome and like he was, was all over the world on boats. So I mean, well, yeah, I think maybe he got hoopered. You, there's no Hoffmeyer means like keeper. I was a Hoffmeyer's like keeper of the garden or inn, and I was a bouncer for a while. So I guess that works because I worked in a bunch that of bars. That kind of works. Yeah. yeah, yeah, lived up to my namesake. Which my la- like if my last name was like Headlock, I'd be like, oh great. <laughs> <laughs> Mark front kick. Yeah, Mar- Mark sidekick. Shark killer. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to kill sharks. Just get the bad ones. I think another thing, a nice thing about that <laughs> dinner scene is that it, or dining room scene is like it plays back later when they're around, like they're doing like the sharing the scar stories, and then Quinn started yes. in Indianapolis. Like it's not exactly the same scene, but it's again just like people in a situation around a table, killing time before they have to do the work they have to do. Right. And like, it's not like one sets up and pays off the other, but they're two similar scenes, like two great scenes. It's just like, you cannot show the shark very much if, or a lot, whatever, if you have characters that you're likable and like have like stories to tell that you, that are compelling to watch on screen. Right. So. And that doesn't happen much. And that happened out of necessity, not, hey guys, let's not show the shark much. Let's just focus on characters. Like, no, you ask Spielberg, he's like, oh, I wish I had more shark. But I'm glad they didn't shoot in a tank. Because you watch movies like Great White or even the beginning of Deep Blue Sea, which I adore, the overhead shot. Hey. And there's also a scene with a stuffed bear that's a callback to Cliffhanger. I love Rennie Harlan. But you can tell tank shots, and that takes you out of the movie. And on this film, you don't feel that artifice there. Like You feel the waves. You feel the boat. You mm-hmm. feel the ocean. You feel the isolation. When you see a tank that's flat, and when you see like Great White, the tank work, and, or maybe some like an added vfx just doesn't work and so i think i think going out to the ocean everyone hated that idea but it's made the movie timeless and people keep watching it so i dig that about it i just want to put that out there even though crawl did tank work and it looks great i mean you have to do you have to know the kind of movie you're making right like crawl is operating within within a budget within a within a space right Mm -hmm. deep blue sea is not operated deep blue sea has almost unlimited pockets right so but I mean, still, it features a fight in a kitchen with a shark. And that's why Rennie Harlan's Look, I'm amazing. I'm not trying to talk shit about Deep Blue Sea. Go listen to 1999 on the podcast or your podcast about it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I I just love what he does with that. And I love how he kills the sharks like they were killed in Jaws. Like, you know, the explosions and all that and electrocutions. And I, I think Jaws, it kind of sucks, though, to be a shark movie. It, it, there's great things and bad things about being a shark movie. One is that if you're a good shark movie, you're going to be on a list every time a shark movie comes out. So Shallows... Shark- Deep Blue Sea, Jaws, all there. It's like, any, the be, 10 best shark movies. Well, Shallows, Deep Blue Sea, Jaws, and then a new one comes out, 10 best shark movies, them again. But also, I feel like whenever you make a shark movie, like, well, it's not as good as Jaws. Like that, I, right. Everyone says that. 
Like I'm telling you, everyone's like, well, Jaws is better. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not going back to that, but I think there's a blessing and a curse to being a good shark movie, and I also think there's an audience for those niche shark movies. So like Shark Bait or what the reef or the reef stocked like people will tune tune in because it's almost like you know you watch christmas movies on hallmark and lifetime i know joey too you do a lot like you love fake yeah, cocoa yeah. you love fake snow you love journalists who yeah. move home <laughs> yeah, and meet yeah. their ex-boyfriend who run, runs a bed and breakfast that isn't doing too well and he also has a tree farm and like then all shot in connecticut yeah. <laughs> always shot in and then connecticut. they end up getting together and blah 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 but yeah there's something comforting about these shark movies like you just for good, for better, or for worse, there's always something nice about them, which I dig. Well, I said to you the other day, like when I was in theaters, and I don't remember what I was seeing, but I'm like, oh, there's this movie called The Flood. Is it The Flood? Yeah, the Flood. <laughs> Prisoners. That this summer, in theaters, there's The Meg Two and The Flood. It's like two of these movies, and I'm just like, this rules. This is so good. I can't believe we get two of these. Gators in a prison. Yes, please. Unbelievable. I would love it. It's very Florida. Prison. There's, Gators. That should be the name of the movie. Snakes on a Plane, directed by David R. Ellis, second, our uni, second, director, second unit director of, of uh, Deep Blue Sea. But yeah. You know what? Whenever people see logging trucks, do they think about Final Destination 2? Oh. Like, if you've seen Final Destination, huh. and you see a logging truck, you go, get away from me. You son of a bitch. It's just like, it's like most trucks with things on the back of it, I change lanes. Mm, rebar. Because of final, yeah, anything like wood, just like, just, you know, two by fours. Eight ladders held on by chewing like gum. <laughs> yep, yep. All this shit, I'm like, no thank you. Mm-mm, I've seen Final you Destination. You gotta embrace I'm your inner Jack Nicholson in five easy pieces. You see a truck with a piano on there, you hop on that back of that truck, you play the piano on the back of the truck. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, and then you steal the truck. I when I when I see a logging truck, what I think of is the Brian Regan joke where he saw two. I saw as he said, I saw two logging trucks pass each other in the highway. So if they need logs over there, and they need <laughs> logs over there, <laughs> and that's not a joke. It's, it's just imperfect. <laughs> uh, Joe, other scenes you love, other thoughts, other notes, other observations, anything else about Jaws? They're drinking Narragansett beer, which is a beer that we have around here that still I exists. drink during the summer. Yeah, still exists. Uh, the can still looks fairly similar. Um, he doesn't have, like, the pop top anymore, obviously, but very, very close. Um, the first, like, reward sign for the for catching the shark was three grand, so it's, like, three large, like, too fast. Ooh. Hey, hey, Mayor, can you kick it a nickel? That's what I was thinking, you know, like, what if you come back with the shark? Do you ask him to kick it a nickel? I'm very curious. The water copter was a cool new, was a cool new vehicle, mm. a vehicle, like a helicopter that can, that has like the floaties that could land in water. We, there's, doing... a, there's another new vehicle, which we'll get, we'll get to in a little bit that I have with other things that we have not seen yet, which I think, yeah, that's a, that's a nice one. That's a, it's a good catch. And my final fast connection is that there's like night swimming at the beginning of this and it's felt very... Dom and Letty on there. Ooh. When she, what is the scar? The scar when they when she's talking about how she got the scar on the reef, and he knows it, and he's doing that creepy. I can tell you all your scars situation that wasn't creepy until Kara pointed it out. Yeah, yeah. There is so a they go night swimming. There's too. a huge fast action. What? This is a Universal film. We could have, you know, when Rocket was doing like 
Hobbs and Michael Myers, Hobbs and whatever. We need we need Dom versus Bruce. Like we need Dom to fight Jaws. That would work really well in Jaws Revenge when it has a psychic connection with somebody and it kills his family. Because that is about that's a that's a movie about family, family and, and taking revenge. Jaws four mm-hmm. is basically Fast Ten. Jaws Revenge. Michael Caine. Michael Caine's in four, right? That's the one he's yeah. in. So it's Fast Ten. Jaws Revenge. And Jaws, Jason Momoa was Aquaman. Oh yeah. yeah. So he rides. So who would control? Who would control the shark in that situation? Would it have the psychic connection with Dom, or would Jason Momoa be able to control it because he's Aquaman? Dom's not an animal guy. I don't, I don't I don't see him hanging with the shark. Their vibes are off. We talked about that. Yeah, we talked about this. We're like, if he did he have a pet, what would the pet be? And we're like, I can't really see mm-hmm. it. You know? no. I feel like Momoa looks at any animal and they're like, hey, man, like that's their conversation they have. I mean, we know that Statham could deal with sharks, right? Because of the Meg, right? So we know he's got that. But he, he, he couldn't pal with a shark, could he? Because we're talking this shark's on could revenge. Pal with a shark. Because he'll kick a shark and he'll be like, oh, the buster. Like, oh, oh you shark. I hate you. Pull-ups. There's the Justin Lin film Annapolis that has Tyrese in it, right? So, like, oh, Tyrese, Tyrese has been and on a boat. Sharks would be best friends. You think? Hey, Shark! No, Hey, I... Roman. Oh, I was gonna... What's up, man? A shark would definitely save Roman and take him to the shore. Okay. Let's let's come up with a... I will, I will put this out on Twitter. We can put this out on Twitter when this episode posts. Let's come up with four answers. Who would be the best friend with a shark? <laughs> So we got Roman, not not Tyrese. What but about we have Vince? Roman? I think Vince Mia, would love to Mia. give the shark some tough love. Roman, Vince, Mia, Mia, Mia. I think would would be very very and then friendly Dante? with animals. We want Dante as the fourth. Dante, Mia, Roman, Vince, Dante. See, I Roman, think a shark Mia, would get sick Vince. of Dante eventually. Like say, man. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just trying to bring him in because he's he's awkward. Yeah, you know true. what I mean? But and he did and he did fall in the water. In fast what about ten. Cypher? Mm. What about Cypher? Would Cypher would sharks like Cypher? Thanks. So. No. She would have like a lot of equipment. She could like try to like force them with sonar or sure. something, but not like they wouldn't like her. She would just try to be. Controlling You're gonna cure her. Alzheimer's you shark. Your, you took your boot off the shark's neck. <laughs> yeah. Rewriting. I could see Vince fate. petting a shark, but not up because he would cut his hands. It's like Vince. So, okay, so we got Vince, Roman, Mia, and who's the fourth? We should do another lady, Dom. right? Oh yeah, true. Ramsey. So I like Cipher. Cipher's a good. Cipher's a good. Pick. I mean, if you want that, this is your show. I'm just. I'm just here. No, I like Cipher. Cipher. I think Cipher's good. Good enough to make an argument for. Because I do think that she would have the tech to be like. She's like, oh yeah, I just put this little beacon on it, and then I took over its brain, and now it just does what I want. I, I mean, Ramsey famously emerged from the water in Furious Seven, where they called dibs on her. Remember? Oh, so like, I'm so glad they're over that, guys. Just watching those two. Oh, Dibs. Yeah. Do you even know my last yeah. name? I was like, yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, in 10, he does, Tej does propose to her. Yeah, it's Jokingly, true. but still, it's still there. That's true. I want to talk about I The Invitation sometime, that, y'all, though. on MFF. That movie, it really intrigues me. What movie? The Invitation with Nathalie Emanuel. Which is, oh, the new one. Fit. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to see that, and I didn't see that, and I don't know why I didn't see that. Is it good? It's fun. No, it's exactly what it should be. Okay. Watch the trailer. It's, it's what it is. It's fun. It's weird to me that another, because there was the other horror movie, The Invitation, that came out like seven years ago, right? Like not that long ago. Oh, I, I will say there's one of the worst lines of dialogue I've ever heard spoken on screen. Sweet. Because oh, share, someone share. walks up to one of the characters and they're like, how are you? And then the character goes, oh, I'm really good. How are you doing? And like, it just sort of sits there. And I'm like, oof, this just, it felt really off. I'm telling just you'll watch it. And like, it's just, it doesn't work. You know, obviously that was made before the writer's strike, but like it'd be funny if 
that was in the script, like, well, we can't ad lib, we have to go because we can't write during the strike. So we have to just like, that's what the writer wrote. So guess we got to say, it It was so formal. Well, listen, if you want Dante, maybe Roman goes out. No, I want I like your line of Roman be best friends with the shark. He would find out. I think, listen, Mark, the thing you need to know is that whatever we do is going to wind up in a tie. And I think I think that Roman would be scaredy. That's good. That's my only thing. I think that the shark would like Roman. I don't think Roman would like sharks. I think he would be like little girl screaming, scared of them. I think everybody would be scared of shark, except for maybe Dom. <sighs> that's boring. I know. No hey, shark, watch no. this, and he turns into one. <laughs> <laughs> what? But I, I think Dante would have. But like a street shark, like a street yeah. shark, like a really muscly <laughs> one. How'd you get a yeah. tank top like that? But yeah, I think I think I think Dante would definitely be the only one to have a dance party with a shark, mm. like in a tank, because he's rich, and then it's just them listening to EDM. I could see him trying to like ride one by holding the dorsal fin like it's a dolphin or something like a, at SeaWorld. Like a Mai Tai in one hand. Yeah. Like a dead body strapped to his back. Yeah, he's like, watch watch this trick. And then he like rides it and everybody's like, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, are there other scenes that we haven't talked about you want to talk about? I mean, you know, the, the Jaws attacks the cage. I mean, that's just a yeah. beautiful scene, but he has to do it. I love when he gets down there and he has to do it. I think he earns the respect of the viewer. I also like the scene where their son is in the boat and Brody... Brody's like, get out of the boat. And then Miss Ellen's like, hey, get out of the boat. Even though yes, she, like, she still gets her husband's back. Like, that's well, because she, she looks in the book and sees, you know, a shark she attacking sees the shark. in the boat. Yeah. Right? She's like, get out of the water. And then she supports him. And I, I, I think, you know, the pipette scene. And when, when, when Brody gets slapped in the face, like, you knew there was a shark. And the oneer. I mean, the oneer that everyone's mimicked for years. I mean, there, there was oneers before it. But on the, on the, on the ferry with, that takes the boat across. Like, there's just... That's the problem with this movie is there's so you could just go and then and then and then mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. a movie that really hits and the score is iconic. And the, I mean, you could do an entire you could do like a 20 part series on the score each track. You probably well, could. apparently the one of the things I did not keep. So I don't have a verbatim, but like when John Williams presented the score, Spielberg was like, OK, funny joke. But like, where's the actual score? Like it, he just hated it. And then they left it in and like it became this iconic thing. Another thing was just like. If things were the way they were supposed to work or whatever, it wouldn't have been the movie it was. But, you know, sometimes. Happy accidents. Happy accidents. Nobody knows how this movie was made. Like, no, no. Like, if, if someone sent out, hey, go recreate, go recreate Jaws. I'm like, oh, shit. Because there's no, like, they didn't, they didn't like the score. They, the shark didn't work. Like, this movie did not have a, the blueprint fell apart. But a bunch of talented people worked on it. And so, yeah, I mean, like, it's. Yeah, just you couldn't recreate it. That's why I don't like when people compare it, like compare the movies to it, because this is such an anomaly in the world. But it's great. It's my favorite film. And yeah. whenever something happens with Jaws, I get about 10 messages, which I love. People usually do that with me and Nicolas Cage. And then they're like, you do too many podcasts. I can't keep up with you. I'm just not going to. We get a lot of Fast and the Furious news. We do. I get hammered with Fast and the Furious news anytime there's Fast. Actually, somebody. Oh, Mark, I didn't tell you. But one of my friends. um like one of your articles made it was on reddit and my friend was like did you see this article i was like i talked to mark like last week heck yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i was like yeah yeah i definitely i've seen this article yeah, i think yes, it was the vin, just, it, may, it might have been the vin diesel shirtless sleeveless like the shirtless yes like yeah the, it was whatever. that one 
like, yeah. oh, this this guy really gets it. We're like, you know, we 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 know. Him. The, I think <laughs> got two million views, guys. It's crazy. Yeah, it it did numbers. Like yeah. I said, my friends were finding it on Reddit, sending it to me. So people don't Good. understand the power of Reddit. Like too many people put their nose up at it, but you hit something big on Reddit, it's everywhere. People share it everywhere, it's and then people everywhere. read it. Yeah, like people people don't. don't Actually, I shouldn't tell people about it because I'm like, well, I'll try it. Yeah, but like people, <laughs> the difference between you and other people is that no one is going to put the time in that you put in. Like I put a lot it's of passion. time. Yeah. It's I put passion. time in the things that like is more than I should put in. But like even that does not compare to like the level at which you operate. You have to though. Like you, I the, know. Like, why well, will remind people that we found you through Reddit because you it was something about like, maybe this was it the. The most Fast and Furious movie, I think, was the one mm-hmm. that you did. Like, what was the most, the fastest so. one was the most furious. Yeah. And, like, I was like, I don't know who Lundgren's front kick on Reddit is, but I'm going to message this guy. And, like, you got back to me immediately. And just, you know, we went from there. Yeah, listen, that's got me so many paid jobs. And I've intro- I've been introduced to so many people through that. Like, I dig it. Like, I even did a big Reddit post. I figured out how far the Jaws from Jaws of Revenge traveled and when it traveled. Because Ebert th- said a thing about how fast it swims. I'm like, no, I can figure this out. And it's really not that bad. The Jaws you know, just swam there. Then hung out for a few days. Like it's, it makes sense. So like I logged it all. We had a request of you on ninety nine the podcast. What was it though? Was it? It might have been how far Lola runs and run Lola oh, run. That's funny. Maybe it was something like that. Where we're like, if anybody would know or be able to find <laughs> out, it would be Mark. It was something like that. Because I'm like, you did it for Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I I should I love I love that movie. It's not hard. Figure. No, it's, it's, also, talking, it's, like, talking, it's it's like seventy eight minutes long too. It's short. The problem is, no, I'm not going to say it, but too many people just don't want to put the time in. But also, yeah. I think there's so many articles out where people go, "Oh, hey, here's this thing," but they don't give it time. I think the the thing that made Vin Diesel like I'm not toot my own horn, but I kept sh- talking to my wife Megan about this, and I just kept going further with it and further, and I kept making collages, and then I kept like I even went back through all of his movies again and pulled more data on it. Like I, I went through and I'm like, well, this would be funny if I did more, more, more. Cause that's the only way it works. Cause if you just go, Hey, it's better with this. Like, it's not good. If you also, I gave everything away in the title. I don't know. I understand people like they, most people just read the title. So I put everything in the title and it was a good headline. And I put everything in the first three paragraphs. Cause only like, you know, 20% of people read that. Then I included all the cool data stuff for the people actually read it. So mm-hmm. I did like a three tiered Vin Diesel post for people. So I strategized. For it. Well, like when I watch those like fandom videos that you write, I'm like, we're doing the minute wrong. Like Joe and I watch these minutes, like we break down the movie minute by minute. We're like, we have a lot of details in there, but like there's things that you're tracking that we're not even thinking about tracking. Like it's, and it's not like you're doing it right and we're doing it wrong or we're doing it right. You're doing it wrong. It's just like, there's so much to track if you want to track absolute nonsense. It's, but you know what? It comes when you just watch and then you learn what to pick. And then like, I, I go very much on gut feelings. Like I don't go in with much of a plan when I start these things. I pick up on patterns and sometimes I'll have to go back through them because I notice things going throughout. So I got a Mission Impossible one coming out that you're going to love. Very I found exciting. some really Ooh. fun stuff in that. And I also Ooh. have a Nolan one coming out. So I think you're all going to like that. I'm excited. And they're turning my Brad Pitt eating video into an episode. Very cool. And my Mean Girls episode. I got to write that up. What's the Mean Girls one going to be about? I figure out who's the meanest mean girl. Oh. And I pulled all the timestamps nice. and like counted all the comments <laughs> and did screen time. <laughs> And percentage of so, screen time. Pretty good. It's a lot of fun. That one's going to hit really, really hard. That's going to be really good. I know a lot of people that are going to love that. Yeah. Because the headline, right? It's just a funny headline. Yep. Like, now, yep. the question is, do you put out the Mean Girls thing on Mean Girls Day? 
I don't even know what that is. I'm never topical. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. I? It was October 3rd. On October, October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. I told him it was October 3rd. I don't think I put it out on October 3rd. If I did, that was luck. If you put it out on October 3rd, you're competing with everybody else. It's either, it either works to your ah, favor yeah. or against good point. you. That's why Reddit's good for me, because I, I don't have to be topical. I can drop whatever I want whenever I want. Yeah, for fan, fandom, they're like, you know, we got to, where people are looking for Mission Impossible, we got to do that. But mm -hmm. for you, you're just like, I watched every Dolph Lundgren movie, and here's the most Dolph Lundgren of them all. I did. I, I watched all of his movies, and I counted all the front kicks. Did Bojack Horseman do a Dolphin Lundgren? Because they would do lots of puns. I did find a video the other day that they were very nice about it, but they used all my Brad Pitt data, but without commenting about any of my other stuff. So I shot them a message. I'm like, hey, y'all, I love the video, but come on now. And then they were very nice about it. They're like, oh, we forgot. My bad. So they ended up putting my name onto all their data. As they should have. Yeah. I find a lot of those. I don't like looking I'm for it. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I don't have much free time, but like sometimes if I'm just scrolling around. <laughs> but yeah. At least give me the credit, man. You do all the fucking legwork. Dude, I could, I, just, just, all you gotta do, all you have to do is one link. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, very important question for both of you. Hey, Dom, what's on your roads? Mark, this is where we, this is a, a play on our Ryan Gosling podcast where we asked, hey, Gos, what's in your hands? Because you play all these musical instruments and it just became us remembering things that he carried or picked up in a movie. So now we're asking, Dom, what's on your roads? What vehicles in Jaws, other than cars, are there? Joe, you already mentioned the helicopter. What'd you call it? Water, water helicopter? Yeah, watercopter. Watercopter. I don't know what the real name I'm sure that there's a real name for it, and I'm not using that. The one I was very I was... excited about, the new one, we get what? like a, a ferry. We get the car yeah. on a boat that goes across water. The one -er. Ferry is very cool. Yes, I had ferry too. Um, does a floaty raft I, I wrote down literal verbatim, is a raft a vehicle? Don't know. There's multiple rafts in this. There's inflatable mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. There's like the one at the end. There's like a kid with an inner tube. Not, I don't think necessarily a vehicle. Mark, but... how would you define a vehicle? Because this is a question we have asked literally every episode when we do this. I mean, it, it's like a raft. Uh, listen, if a raft had pedals on it, I would call it a vehicle. Oh, like one of those boats that you do in like the, yeah, that's a like vehicle. the little. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that would make sense. I agree. Yeah. But I think just a paddle tube, boat. Paddle boat. A tube. Nah. Is a surfboard a vehicle? That's where we got hung up on just, originally. You just sit on it, like you, like a car. You have to turn on, right? A paddle well, you thing. You have sit to sit on a surfboard. Yeah, but like you, you have to, you have to sit on it and use your hands to go. There's no, there's no propulsion from it. Well, is a skateboard propulsion is key? Is what? a skateboard a vehicle? No, I think vehicles have to have. They have to be self-propelled. Yeah, like a bike or. But a bike isn't self-propelled. Yeah, but you, you the pedals. Like, it, there's motion. There's motion in surfing. Yeah, but you're just standing on the thing. Like, if you're in the street, you're in the road standing I'm on not the trying to be argumentative. I no, genuinely don't have an answer no, to this I'm question. I'm trying to figure this out. Like, uh, I know. Um, so if you're just standing on a surfboard on the street, you're just going to kind of be on You're going to make a lot of friends, probably. Hey, hey what's <laughs> up? Hang 10, bro. Hang 10. Like, you're not going anywhere. And, and no. if, the, if the, you know, but if you have a bike and you just move the pedals a little bit, you're in motion. Bikes, lots of bikes in this movie too. By Surfboards the way. are kind of dumb. They can't move without something moving them. But a, a bike, you can propel it. You can push the the paddles. Pedals. Surfboards are kind of dumb. <laughs> Not like in like this can't. They, aside from getting on it and hitting a wave, I'm from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. People used to surf out there. By the way, 
In was where? Uh, Great Lakes. Every now and again, people ah. surf. I'm terrible on surfboards. Are there other vehicles in this? So a surfboard, not a vehicle. Raft, not a Not that there are surfboards in this, but raft, not a vehicle. Like a banana boat's a vehicle. No, it's not, because it just gets pulled. That's Jaws 4. I mean, there's a lot of boats. There's the Orca. There's that's a lot what of I was. Boats. No, that's what I was thinking. I was. I was like, I think we should kind of segregate boats for this one because, like, I think that like a rowboat versus the ferry versus the Orca are like all vehicles. different vehicles. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. they're all vehicles, but they're all different vehicles. Sailboat's a vehicle. Sailboat is a vehicle. Yeah, all the boats that they took out. I do like that. There is. We're going to compare them a little bit when we do the letterbox game, but like, like Fury Road, when all the boats go out to hunt the shark and they get the wrong shark it feels like there's like it's the the car is going through the desert of like we're all going for a thing to find a thing to hunt a thing yeah yes i agree no i like that scene too you're you're absolutely right like and they're all doing different shit blowing and things just like up. interfering with, yeah interfering with each other like this is just not gonna work this is not like it should be a concerted effort and it's not it's just chaos yeah i like that too the roast gets wrecked what a scene the dock gets pulled away yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Other vehicles or no? Uh, I I stopped at bicycles. I was hoping well, big that we ferry, would get a jet ski. The big ferry but... comes in. Mm, with the people on it. Yeah, all carrying all the people. There's two different kinds of ferries. There's a little there's a little ferries that have like one car. Yeah. And then there's the The big honkers. Yeah. I was hoping for a jet ski, but I don't think we get a jet ski in Jaws. That's no. amazing. When did jet skis become popular? They well, existed. Did they exist at this time? When did Roger Moore get on a jet ski? So Roger Moore jet ski i think that was a wave runner so roger moore he was in the the wet bike in spy who loved me so the first ever jet ski was launched by kawasaki in 73 so basically like as they're making this movie the first jet ski is out so like it's it's uh okay so it's not like big enough 77 spy who loved me jacked up the numbers for jet skis and then police academy just blew blew it through the roof 75 rookie numbers 77 Real numbers. That's right, because you put Roger Moore on a jet on a, on like a you know wet bike. Man, have you ever guys ever been on a wet bike? No, I don't know what a wet bike is. It's like a human pyramid. It's just very unnecessary. Oh yeah, I've seen these. It, it looks like a snowmobile. Oh in the water. yes, 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 yes. You yes, know, yes, I've yes. crashed every vehicle known to man. Like I, I, I rode a moped into a ditch, a dirt bike into a tree, a motorcycle into a. I'm driven a dirt bike into a tree. Yeah. That's a pretty common one. I Motorcycle feel. into a mailbox. I drove a four-wheeler, not inside of a house, but into the side of a house. Did you just hit? I, th- I think that you don't have a, I don't think you have a vehicle problem. I think you have a braking yeah, I gotta yeah. say, stop doing this. Yeah. It's like I used to always complain about Tampa. Like, man, every time I go to Tampa, I'm in trouble. Then I told the story to a friend one time. He's like, Mark, it sounds like you're invading Tampa. Like, Tampa's not the problem. <laughs> it sounds like you are the problem. And I went, it's a really good point. Like, I wasn't that even mad. That is very insightful. No, he really changed my viewpoint. I was like, no, no. I was like, yeah. I... A wet bike definitely looks like something you could kill yourself on, for sure. <laughs> Immediately. Right? Yeah, this looks like something like this is meant to kill you or someone else in the water. Mark the Shark Hoffmeyer was decapitated today when he drove a wet bike under a dock. Pretty. <laughs> I'm not saying you're Mark the Shark. I'm just replacing Mark with Shark. Mark the Shark is a different person altogether. I've never had a nickname to be. I've always, because Hoffmeyer, everyone's like, hey, Hoff. Hey, Hoffmeyer. The only thing I ever had was You're the Capricious Slaughterer. Of course you have a nickname. (laughs) Yeah, if I ever had a nickname, it would just be the most absurd one, the Capricious Slaughterer. Go check out Connor the podcast before it winds down for good. Yeah. Let's watch a trailer for Jaws. Joe, you talked about how it was marketed before. 
Uh, Rotten Tomatoes classic trailers are BFFs back for this one. It's three and a half minutes long. This is a very long. This is a fast ten level length trailer. You know what I mean? There's a lot here. Jaws official trailer number one. Richard Dreyfuss, Steven Spielberg movie, 1975 HD. Doesn't matter how many shark films are made, no one will be Jaws. Well, thank you at Jason eight five eight four six with Venom as your your part of the problem, sir. Maybe he just likes Jaws. That's fine. Like, that's a fine comment as long as he's not, like, commenting that on every other shark movie. You know? I'm ready whenever you guys like, are. It's like... Never mind. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, go ahead. What, was it an ABA? Was it Wilt Chamberlain scored over 100 points in a he basketball game? In, in the NBA. He scored in 100 the in the NBA. And, like, yeah. no one... Like, if LeBron drops 60, they're like, well, it wasn't as good as Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. Everyone's like... <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, yo, that dude just dropped 60. What a great game. Like the triple doubles that Joker just had. Someone didn't go, well. All season. Yeah, it was like, pretty much all season. Well, it wasn't as good as the 100-point game from Wilt Chamberlain. Like, nothing is. So stop. Like, it's a good game. He played great. Just, you need to calm down. Taylor Swift. Just like Taylor Swift said. Yes, exactly. Uh Uh-oh. Um, (laughs) all right. Three, two... One play. There is a creature. Oh, starts today, with the music too. Who has survived millions of and years. And the menacing voiceover. Without change. Without passion. And without logic. It lives what? to kill. Sharks have logic. A mindless eating machine. <laughs> yeah, mindless eating machine. And devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. Uh oh. Wouldn't eat Shark Hoffmeyer. Hey man, like this rules. Like this is so good. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Oh, okay. This yeah, yeah, sorry. Is Universal's extraordinary motion picture version of Peter Benchley's best selling novel. I love how slow this is. Jaws. Like, this feels like Alfred Hitchcock in this, like, six-minute-long trailer is like, you see this house behind me? You'll never believe what happens in this house. You knew there was a shark out there. You knew it was dangerous. But you let people go swimming anyway. We're getting to... I wonder if they're going to show your shot, Joey. They might. I don't know. Are they going to? It would be right now if they did. No, they missed it. Barracuda. I said, huh? <laughs> We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. Is it true that most people get attacked by sharks in three feet of water, about 10 feet from the beach? Yeah. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. We're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. Bad fish. We're just all just watching the trailer. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I know. There it is. We're going to need a bigger boat. I have at least two more things to talk about. Very brief things that I've been reminded by this trailer. That's a 20 footer. 25. 35. Three tons of them.
That great That's a great shot too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when he catches him with the rope. Yep. None of man's fantasies of evil can compare with the reality of Jaws. Man, that's so good. Roy Scheider. In the post, yeah. yeah. Robert Shaw. Mark Shockmar. <laughs> you know, if I could have a cameo in any film, you go swimming. I think I, I think I know what it would be now. What would it be? Who would you what be? Would in you this? Be? All right. So when they're going, that's a twenty footer, and, mm -hmm. he, and Quinn's like, that's a twenty five footer. Then they cut to me. And I'm like, that's a thirty five footer. And then Quinn's like, that's just my drunk uncle Ricky. Like, Get back in, or drunk cousin, my like, drunk nephew. Pushes pushes you back down into the like the the under of the boat. I, like I, yeah. I'm drunk nephew Ricky. <laughs> that's a 35 footer <laughs> shut up Ricky and he just kicks me and then I fall down and he never see from me again so a few things that trailer reminded me of number one I love when Quint does the nails on the chalkboard to get over his attention yeah in that same scene they're like we're gonna close the beaches for 24 hours and like the, the whole crowd erupts and you hear in the background a woman go 24 hours is like three weeks it's like <laughs> that doesn't mean I, I saw I heard that this time it too it makes no yes. sense on every level on any level and I love it so much like it's just so perfectly dumb I also love the anchor suit, like the baby blue suit with the white anchor Same. that the mayor is wearing. Yes. So Paul F. Tompkins, a comedian, hunted high and far and wide to find that print and had the suit made for himself because he loves this movie so much. So he had it custom made based on that, which is very cool. And then the other thing I want to say, and I meant to say before when talking about it, but like in that scene before there's the dolly zoom Brody says that's some bad hat, Harry, and that was Brian Singer's. I think Brian Singer's um, production studio, but like it was the it was the studio that produced House. So at the end of every episode of House, you hear that's some bad hat, Harry, and like it was bad hat, Harry production. So like this thing like lived on. I didn't know what it was from. I think when I first saw it, like I didn't like place it in my mind. And then when I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, that's that thing, which is you know. There you go. See, they influence some of your favorite things. Too good. Okay, Mad Max Fury Road. One of the most popular Ugh. films on Letterboxd has been seen by 1.45 million people. Jaws, 1975, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring, as we just heard in the thing, Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, and Richard Dreyfuss, has been seen by how many people? Joe? It's, it has to it, the same as Mad Max Fury Road, So you're Road, guessing right? 1.45 million? Uh, maybe even more. 1.6 million. Mark? 1.33. You're both too high. Well, because they have to log it. They have to, That's the whole like balance of it, right? Like they have to say that. Like I'm sure that so many more people have watched Jaws, but or too uh, high. Um, yeah, nine seventy five. That's what I was gonna say. Really? Exact. Dead on. Exact. That's good. That's, that's a good what I'm sign. going with. Yeah, that's we're exactly. both down too low. So between nine seventy five and one point three three. One more guess each. <sighs> one point two. One. Were you going to say that? I was going to do 1. 1.15. <laughs> 1.13. 1.13 oh, million yes, people yes. have seen it. Average rating of a four. Most common a four. Then a five. Then three, three and a half, and four and a half all there. How many people have this in their top four? And I will say the number is big enough that it's just in the thousands. So pick a number that's in the thousands. For reference, uh, Fury Road is 20,000. I, this got to be huge, and we're getting close to Fourth of July. It got to be like forty thousand. Forty-five. You're both way too high. 
Uh, okay. Um, I don't know what the number 5. one is. Actually, I'm going to look at Spider-Verse. Mark, what was your guess? 22.5. 15,000. Joe, you're close, but you're still both too high. Jeez, Louise. So, so 13 and a half? It's just, it's just, you have to pick a number. There's a round number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 13, then. Yeah. It's 13. 13,000. Mm-hmm. Still pretty good. That's a ton. That's that's still a ton, yeah. Uh, for, for a movie this old, too? For, like, this is... for reference, the, the one that I think, you know, might be in the most people's, uh, the the first Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the one from five years ago, is in 65,000 people's top that's five. Wow. That's crazy. Parasites in 66,000. Godfather in 46,000. I don't even know yeah, what else would be are... up that high. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, 33,000. Spirited Away, 50,000. Yeah, like, that's, you know, 66 quest. is a lot. Uh, we're going to go to at M. Hoffmeyer, M. Hoffmeyer on Letterboxd. It's Jaws, his number one favorite. No, we're not going to do that, of course. We can't do that. We are going to go to Aaron's PS4, Aaron Newworth on Letterboxd. His number one favorite film of all time is Jaws. Hey, I have this as my favorite film. Yeah, no, we were going to go to your profile. I'm like, we can't do that because you have one here. Joe, jo, do you want to guess Mark's other top four? Deep Blue Sea. I need to change these. No, these are all like actual, not not that Deep Blue Sea is not an actual movie, but it's, Mark's rating of Deep Blue Sea in here was like four stars. And I said, Mark, you got to give it five. And he gave it five. Jaws is number one. A movie we just did on an episode that's not out yet. Armageddon? No, Armageddon's out, but on our Quadrophenia episode, you guessed a movie. Middle of a trilogy. Oh, uh, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, number two. Okay. Then a movie from the 60s and a movie from the 90s. 2001, I mean. Sorry, 2001. Not 90s. 2001. No, I don't know. What are they? Dr. Strangelove and Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Good but ones. Past guest of the show, Dan Cologne, has Jaws at number three. But we're going to play Aaron. We're going to do Aaron. So I don't know if either of you have looked at Aaron. I mean, Jaws. I have. No. I have. So I can't. I don't want to say nothing. Do you, do you know Aaron's top four? I know a couple of them. What do you think they are? Gross Point Blank. No. I don't know then. Couldn't I will say you. another, just like Hot Fuzz is kind of a sequel, um, one of the most famous sequels of all time is his number two. Oh, Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, number two. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's in 37,000 people's. His number three is probably, I don't know if this is fair to say, I don't know if this is accurate to say, but this is the, maybe the most underrated and like, people are like, you know, so one of the most famous filmmakers, their most underrated film that a lot of people lately been like, this is actually that guy's best film. Zodiac. Nope. But you're in the ballpark but zodiac is fincher's best movie it's so a famous director mm-hmm. and then some now people are like oh this is Joe, a letterboxed film. all-star this guy's movies are all over people's top fours but it's not fincher because zodiac is his best movie but this is a one that this is this is one that people would say you know this guy's best movie is is this movie brick no i don't like brick i like brick i love brick um hmm. but it's Before like no, sunset it's like, that is the best of the trilogy, but I would say uh, Everybody Wants Him is his best movie. No, yeah, bigger director than Linklater. Him. A guy that we've done in the top four a lot. All-star. We've done other movies of his for the podcast. We've not done this one yet. Hmm. This came out in the 90s. This guy is still working today. We talk about... A oh, lot. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Uh... You know Tarantino's best movie is really Jackie Brown? Like, yeah, maybe. Probably. And then... Aaron's number four is a Spanish language movie. City of that, God. City of God. It's everyone's fourth. 
I mean, actually, let's see. How many people have Cheetah Day to Days? 19,000. It's pretty pretty good. How do you even find your favorites? I don't even go. I don't. I don't. I need to use this. Like, how do you update it, you mean? Yeah. You go uh, on your profile. Uh-huh. Or you drop down, you go to settings. Oh. And then in settings, there's the four posters. Oh. I got to change it to Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, you do. Definitely. Yes. Oh. The important thing is that the number one, if you're a patron, if you pay to support it, you get the big banner picture at the top. So my number one, since I watched it as the history of the Seattle Mariners, because like it's the whole like John Boyce graphic and it's got Griffey. And so like every time I go to my profile, it's Griffey and Billy Martin yelling and it's wonderful. But yeah, Jaws. I would say pretty good movie. Yeah. Classic. Pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Like four good. stars. Pretty good. I mean, like, it's probably the best shark movie, but. You know. Yeah. Pretty good yeah. shark movie. <laughs> I might Mark, take Royal Tenenbaums out of here. No, I'm going to keep it. Because I like <sighs> being there a lot. Whew, this is tough, guys. You got time. Nothing but. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much for joining us, as Thanks always. Thanks for making me laugh, as always. Oh, no, guys. I was a little more serious this episode, but that's why it's No. T- it's I didn't realize I didn't realize when I when I invited you on here that you had never talked about this movie on a podcast. That, yeah. That's special. I've always avoided it, because I'm just... There's so... Like, I'm telling you, sometimes when you cover movies like Back to the Future, it's just tough. It's really tough. And I don't know how to add something to the conversation to it. That's why... Right. Yep. That's why I love yeah. the, the fast conversations, because I feel like you're adding something to something so it's been really tough for me to want to like tackle jaws i would tackle jaws before i tackled the movie jaws i would tackle the shark the 35 foot <laughs> shark <laughs> you, have you guys covered the sequels uh, jay did yeah jay's covered the sequels because that okay there's stuff to say there sure i was on i was i was on paternity leave and he covered them mm. little lady leave she's in yeah. swim lessons now by the way very exciting she's not oh, that's staying out of the, the water first. Yeah, no, yeah, she's, she's she's 21 months and just loves the water. Dude, somebody else I know that had a baby is like, has their, like, very young baby in swim lessons, and he said they're, like, 20 minutes long. Yeah, 30. Like, something strangely short. I was like, okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Cause it, and I wouldn't have known this. I don't have kids. But, like, I've seen all these videos now that you could just, like, throw a baby in water, and they just kind of, like, they're just buoyant. They just, like, whoof, float. So, like, yeah, get them in the fucking water early, You man. just got to teach them how to get on their back. Yeah, but also, like, if you throw them face first, like, I've seen people just, like, toss them in, and they just kind of, like, come up like a little seal or something. I haven't done that, but uh, she loves the water. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> yeah. She loves it, though. And whenever we take her underwater, and she's just like, this is the greatest. She doesn't want to leave. She gets kind of pissed. But Mark, you've plugged things in this episode, stuff you have coming out, shows that you're doing. If you want to sum up here at the end, where can people find you? What have you done lately? What do you got coming out soon? This is coming out on the 4th of July. So once again, happy 4th of July to everybody. So coming out on Tuesday. But what would you like people to find about you, know about you, follow you? I don't know. Movie Souls and Flicks podcast. You can check that out. We were just number one in um, we're number number one in Netherlands. Cool. That's so cool. Then, That's so cool. No, we're number one in another really cool country, too. Oh, South Africa. Sweet. Which is kind of neat. So you were big for Chappie. <laughs> Yeah, I love that movie. Why not? I love some Blonde Camp. Uh, I love you know some, he's doing I the new Chappie. Gran Turismo movie. Yeah, and it's smart. You know, it's before those trailers now, they're like, this is based on a true story before they show the trailer, mm-hmm. which is smart. Uh, yeah, so you movies on the flakes, Con Air, Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. I got videos coming out for fandom. I have videos coming out for film theory. I might have something cool. Well, next time I'm on, I might have some cool. I'm, in August, I might learn something cool for y'all. 
but I'm not going to say it now. If you would ask me a couple months ago, pre-Vin Sleeveless Shirt article, my number one place to write for, I would have said a website. Mm-hmm. Well, this, a website reached out to me, that website, and I should have an article coming out for them soon. So uh, the number I'll look forward to it. I know about yeah. that. The yes. number one website I would have picked, they reached, they reached out to me. Cageclub.me. So, that's right. I'm going to be dropping some lists. But, um, <laughs> no, some drafts. But, yeah, it's... It's cool. I don't want to jinx myself. It's been stressful. Uh, it's awesome. Just on my part Fingers of like writing. Fingers crossed for you, brother. Yeah. So Fingers crossed for you. Uh, I think it'll be some pretty big things. So uh, not big things, but like and, uh, more of like a bucket list check off that I hope can kind of build into something more. Right now, it's just the occasional article, but. Sure. Could, and then I also have a really awesome data article coming out. I, I just have no time to work on it. Uh, and where's and then, that going to wind up? Uh, that'll probably be Reddit because it's so weird. I doubt anybody will post it. Okay. And then. Uh, I, I do have the Mission Impossible by the numbers. So if you go to fandom on YouTube by the numbers and you'll see my the playlist, I have that and Nolan coming out. So I, I put a, I love the Mission the Mission Impossible one. I, I'm so t- like because I've already done Tom Cruise's stunts. This one's all Mission Impossible. And I think there's a real, lot of really fun stuff in there. Cool. So do that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Joe, our next episode for patrons is Quadrophenia, which we've already recorded. That's coming out in a couple of days for you. It'll be out already. If you're listening on the main feed, you want to listen and join at too fast too forever.com for that. Next week, we have Life in the Fast Lane number 14, the next Too Fast, Too Furious Minutes. Then we have Fast and Furious number four, the reboot, with Mark's co host, Jay Cluett, going to be joining us to talk about oh, Fast cool. and Furious. And then the other pick, patron pick from Michael and Josh, Snakes on a Plane, coming up very, very soon. Also Bonus cool. episode. Yeah. Another movie, a movie that we talked about earlier in this episode that I brought up, another perfect movie, our next pit stop, non-car movie, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, coming out in three weeks. I feel like we're settling all family businesses live. It's just like, okay, we're going to talk about Jaws, talk about Terminator 2. Snakes on a plane. Talk about, you said it, not me. was not going to go there. (laughs) I love snakes on a plane. Good. Speaking of Michael and Joshua, shout out to our patrons, Cassie Wilson, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, D. Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole Lot of Wolves, yep. Michael Moser, Christian Larson, Tara New One, Aaron Willosen, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. If you want your name on that list, that ever-growing list, if you want me to... I just sent out to Tara and Aaron their handwritten notes and stickers. They're in the mail already if they've not gotten them yet. Swag and merchandise, early access episodes, bonus episodes, the minute documents, the minute quiz, your choice of what we watch, too fast, forever.com for all that fun stuff. Or you can just email us at family at cageclub.me. But Mark... Once again, thank you so, so very much for joining us. Oh, this was great. I'm going to go tackle Jaws now. Go tackle Jaws. And for all <laughs> things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop. And come back next week for Life in the Fast Lane, number 14. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Shark Hoffmeyer, and we will tell you all about it when we see you again. Nephew Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>